0: This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Lockdown Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sport. What is up, Cubs fans? And welcome to Lockdown Cubs as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Kilgallen. That's K I L G A L L O N. Also follow this great podcast at Lockdown Cubs. A lot to talk about. The Cubs are riding high. Coming off of winning three games out of four from the Washington Nationals. It was an emotional week. A lot of emotions. John Lester homecoming. Kyle Schwarber homecoming. Sorry, you're going home. You're going back to D.C. Your new home, losers. Because the Cubs won three out of four. I'm excited because we are riding some momentum, like I said, into a very big series against the St. Louis Cardinals. And you will hear me breaking that down. A little bit of a crossover podcast, everyone. We're doing one of those like Dick Wolf show crossover things. I like to think of it more as like the Lockdown Podcast Network is like the sports podcast version of the MCU. Any Marvel comic fans out there? I'm a big fan of the Avengers and all those movies. Love them to death. That's what we're doing here. We're going to do a crossover with Lockdown Cards. I will be talking with Lucas Smith from the Lockdown Cards podcast, Lock- Lockdown Cardinals, I should say, talking to one of those uh, one of those dirty birds. We'll be previewing that series. I, I also ask him a very fun question. If you're pretty active in the world of Cubs trash talk toward the Cardinals or just like there's this great Twitter handle called like best fans in the world where they kind of make fun of Cardinals fans a little bit. It's, it's in good fun. We have it in good fun. You know what I mean? So if you're any Cardinals fans listening going, wait a minute, I liked you when I heard you on Lockdown Cardinals. Now I don't like you on your own podcast. It's all in good fun. This is what rivalry baseball is all about. So get into it. Now the Cubs were victorious, beating uh, the Washington Nationals yesterday to win that series three out of four. What I really, what's really sticking out to me is not just the bullpen, which you guys have know I've been just gaga over this bullpen over the last few weeks. Now was is Ian Happ though? Cubs fans, Ian Happ is back. Say it out loud and try not to smile. Say say it in your car right now. Are you at the gym? You're working out. Say it on the treadmill. I want you you have the, your AirPods in while you're doing bench. You want to get that last one up, right? You're thinking like, oh, do I Can I max out right now? Say Ian Happ is back and you jack that bar all the way up because that's how I feel right now. With Ian Happ back, it's a, such a game changer. It really is because the Cubs lineup has always been one of those lineups where it's like, imagine if each one of them had their best year. Imagine if each one of them was playing to their full potential. And I'm not saying that's happening right now. But the pieces are starting to fall in place. Starting to fall in place. Jock Peterson hot right now. Ian Happ hot right now. He had two bombs. As a matter of fact, shout out to my brother Sean. You could see him in the second home run going after it. It was close to him. A friend of his got in his way a little bit there. I told him, you got to go elbows. In the bleachers, elbows come into play when it comes for a home run ball. Don't be violent, but again, elbows are your friend. It's like you're boxing someone out like you're getting a rebound in basketball. Think of it that way when it comes to trying to get that beloved souvenir. If Ian Happ is continuing like this, like I said, Jack Peterson going the way he is, Matt Duffy giving you pro at-bats, Chris Bryant being like an MVP, Anthony Rizzo starting to heat up. Funny, Funny thing about Rizzo is he would have had two RBIs if pitchers weren't running the bases. I'll save that. We'll do a whole episode or a whole segment where we break down whether or not we want to see the DH in the National League. I'll save that one. That'll be one of the final segments of an episode in the near future. So a lot in the bullpen. Again, the bullpen coming together. Trevor Williams only lasted four and two thirds. I give him credit though, because at the start of the game, it looked like it was going to be another really short outing from him that was going to kill our bullpen. He gives up two solo home runs, including one to our guy, Kyle Schwarber, who, who again, I'm not saying I'm rooting for him to hit home runs against us, but he's, He's part of that group of the 2016 Cubs that are forever Cubs in my mind. Anyone on that team, exception of two guys, are forever Cubs to me. So so good on Schwarber for hitting a bomb shot. But it did look bleak. It looked bleak after that first inning. He battled back, though. He took it into the fifth inning. At that point, the Cubs were up 3-2 to two after Ian Happett hit a two-run homer. David Ross, great decision there, bringing in Justin Steele. Justin Steele will steal your heart. He will. And he sadly, though, left with some hamstring tightness after running the bases. Part of me is thinking that was maybe precautionary. I'm hoping it wasn't anything serious with him because we really cannot afford to miss him. He has been unbelievable since coming up from AAA Iowa. And and I just I don't want to see him go. So hopefully it's nothing too bad. And there's something going on with the hamstrings with the Cubs because Jason Hayward was put on the IL today with some hamstring tightness. A few other guys had some hamstring stuff. Jake marisnik has got the hamstring going on. Cubs trainers, can we get can we get them doing like some stretches before the game? We, not just jumping jacks. I mean, some real deep. Can we? We're a major league ball club here. Everyone, we're the four, one of the biggest markets in the country. Can we get like a yoga instructor for the boys? It was 88 degrees today. At Wrigley Field. They could have been out there just doing some of that DDP hot yoga or something like that. I don't know. But I, I don't want to see another hamstring injury. That's enough. I'm putting an end to him. I'm calling I'm calling for a ceasefire from the old hamstring. Enough out of you, hamstring. So hopefully he's fine. Andrew Chaffin looked good. Rex brother, the lefties all kind of went in today. And then and then Kimbrell. Dirty Craig striking out the side. One uh, it wasn't one, two, three anything, but he struck out three batters in a row, is what I was alluding to there. Looking strong. I am hoping for this with the emergence of Ian Happ and, and the way the team is getting so close to really firing on all cylinders, because again, they're not all right, right there yet. It's like, it's like, it's getting closer. It's like we're building a puzzle and the puzzle is almost put together. I want to see more out of the starting rotation. I want to see the bullpen. I'm again, so confident in, but right now things are are looking up. The arrow is in the right direction. I want us to be buyers at the trade deadline, not sellers. I know the whole notion is going to be sellers. I think we keep this up. We're going to be purchasing because the emergence of Nico Horner is, I've I've seen this point made a few times out of some people. I'll give the shout out to Michael Cerami. I think he was the first one to make the point on Twitter. I've made the point to people in person, Mike. I know Mike, so I can joke like this. So with him being, that's a cost controlled spot right there. And I know that they didn't keep him down to try to get another year because they didn't get another year anyway. But still, they have him under control for another five seasons, and he is looking like a star on the rise, Nico Horner. Killer defense, runs the bases incredibly well, and hits very, very well. Again, I don't think he'll hit for power, but that's fine. We've got enough power. Just be the guy you, you are right now. That makes and, – and with Hap hitting again, and I don't know. You, you, you extend KB and Rizzo. You've got that strong pen. You've got some starting rotation arms coming up. Adbert's looking like he could be a potential ace. I still love what Braylon Marquez could potentially bring. There's just there's a lot there, and there's so much money to spend in this offseason, even with extending like a KB and a Rizzo. there's They've only got like $48 million committed to payroll. So I want us to be buyers, and I'm hoping if we continue to win like we are, that'll put the front office to the point where they have to they have to add more to the team. They can't just stand pat. And they can't trade. If we are right now, we're three games out of first place. Two games out of a wild card, I believe. Maybe three games. I didn't. The standings might have changed within the last hour or so. I'm recording this late Thursday night. You're listening to it on a Friday morning just to give you guys a heads up of where I am. If if we are where we are right now in July, you can't trade players. You can't do that. They and they won't. They'll get crucified. It's a mistake. You've got a new television network that's going to depend on ratings. More and more capacity is opening up. It's going to be 65% capacity starting in a couple days at Wrigley Field So, or next week, I believe. Things are looking up as a whole. Exciting times. Now, I'm going to be breaking down the Cubs-Cardinals series. I let Lucas Smith from Lockdown Cardinals. He kind of leads the conversation. I then will end it asking him something kind of fun, like I was telling you from Twitter. And I will share with you one of my favorite moments in Cubs-Cardinals rivalry history uh, that I think you guys will really enjoy. Wealth front, everybody. Everyone's talking about memes and rocket ships and going to the moon and doge and all sorts of other fun stuff that Elon Musk is talking about. Day trading is all the rage right now, everybody. But decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks are often underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, so why do it alone? Team up with Wealthfront instead. Look, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. Wealthfront, they have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create globally diversified, low, in, low cost income funds personalized just for you in mere minutes. Wealthfront can even help you with your taxes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you could get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront Lockdown MLB. Again, you want to go to Wealthfront.com slash Lockdown MLB.
1: So before I let you go, let's get into this series here because it's an interesting series. Friday night, tonight, whenever this gets related to Hendrix versus Martinez, Hendricks' numbers are not good, but they're really good against St. Louis. Let me throw them at you: two eight eight ERA and twenty starts. His WHIP is just above one. One hundred twenty eight innings, just one hundred fourteen hits. He always dominates St. Louis. You say he's been pitching well as of late. W- why? <laughs> What's your expert opinion on why?
0: Well, his command came back. He and well, he had, it was a little weird month of April. I was talking about this with a few other Cubs fans. He had two starts against the Braves, where the Braves absolutely destroyed him.
1: Oh, my goodness, yeah.
0: And I was looking at Atlanta's numbers against Kyle individually over the years, and they've always hit him hard. Interesting. Former Cardinal Ozuna, I remember, even when you just said those great numbers that Hendricks has, I feel like he was the only guy he couldn't get out. Yeah. I feel like he always pitched like Carpenter well and Goldschmidt well, and even Arenado, who's obviously new to your team, but I recall him doing well against him in Colorado. I could be wrong on that, though. Marcelo Suna was always the guy that would just destroy Kyle Hendricks. And he did that in Atlanta. And obviously Acuna kills a lot of people. <laughs> so if you remove those two starts from Hendricks's uh slate this year, numbers aren't, are, are much better, mm-hmm. much, much better. And what's turning around lately for him, it's just all command. I mean, he's a finesse pitcher. He's got the two seamer working a little bit better. Now the changeup is, is diving downwards and he's controlling it better. And, he kind of was throwing what I heard a few people call like a leaky fastball, you know, still hitting 88, 89, which is his range, which obviously doesn't scare anybody, but it would run in towards the hitter real well. so mm-hmm. he would get like weak contact. and this one he was throwing was almost like a it was like a fluttering 89 mile an hour fastball, which is just <laughs> uh, you know a hitter's wet dream, if I could say that. He, they were just fear crushing him, crushing him. so um he's got he's gotten that back. the command is bare and uh i don't know if he's just, he's been kind of a bad april starter too kind of like a rizzo i don't mm-hmm. know if these finesse guys just don't grip it as well when the weather's a little bit cold so as the weather warms up he tends to warm up so hopefully mm-hmm. it's sunny in st louis tomorrow
1: well it's been warm last couple of days here in Bloomington, illinois so it'll probably be sunny and he'll probably throw a no hitter because apparently no hitters are free <laughs> to come by these days um, yeah it's unreal but, yeah but that's again different <laughs> discussion that's crazy but carlos martinez goes for the cardinals if you take out his last start. His three starts before his last bad start was 0.84 over those three starts. And I think he's coming off a right ankle strain that he strained while he was jumping up and down celebrating. That tells you all you need to know about Carlos Martinez. <laughs> he's a, he's a weird guy. celebrates a lot. So I think hey, it's that, passion.
0: It's passionate.
1: It's pa- no, yeah, absolutely. I wasn't trying to be too negative. I, I love it. Um, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that should be an interesting start. Miles Michaelis gets the ball on Saturday to make his season debut. His first time taking the out since 2019. He takes the ball against Albert Alsale. He Alzalei seems to have good stuff, uh, but his numbers don't really impress me all that much. Real quickly, what, what have you seen from Alzalei this year?
0: Well, I think his ERA is still in the fours, which is unfortunate. And a lot of that's because the Cubs are kind of handling him with kid gloves. There's been a few times where he's been taken out with like two earned. and So he had, his first start of the season was a bad one, and mm-hmm. he's never really lowered his ERA truly from that because he just hasn't gone deep enough in games. He had a couple starts against... Back-to-back starts against Atlanta and LA, in which he made their best hitters look bad. He struck out Mookie Betts twice, in which Mookie was walking away being like, "What was that?" He throws yeah. a really nasty slider that I think is going to turn some heads down in St. Louis. It'll really impress your fan base. And the fastball's got life to it—95, 96. He's been commanding it well. He's—he's he's a guy, though. If you look at his last seven starts, I believe he's been lowering the ERA every time. But because mm-hmm. he hasn't gone too deep in the ball game. It hasn't been lowered significantly enough. I believe his last outing, he gave up three, earned in five innings against the Nationals. And that was probably his rockiest start in his last four or five before that. It Mm -hmm. could be a little off. But I remember against Atlanta and LA, he made some of the best hitters in baseball look bad. And that's what I look for out of a young pitcher. Because, you know, prospects always get hyped here or there. I want to see how they look against the best. And he had some of the best shaking their heads as they're walking back to the dugout.
1: Yeah, I think he he showed some good stuff last year. And as we kind of wrap it up here, Sunday Night Baseball, second time in a row for St. Louis. Wainwright gets the ball for the second consecutive Sunday Night Baseball game against Zach Davies, who's had a much better May, even though his ERA is still north of five. I've always been a big fan of Davies, even going back to his days in Milwaukee. Um, In San Diego, Wainwright historically has not pitched well against Chicago in his career, but he has pitched well at home. I think Sunday night could be a really, really good game.
0: Definitely. I'm surprised you say Wainwright hasn't pitched that well against Chicago. I feel like I'm never happy to see him. I feel (laughs) like he's one of those and he's he's one of those pitchers that the Cardinals always seem to develop that when I give him a look, I'm like, oh, we should be able to hit this guy. And he just dominates. Mm -hmm. Um, I know he's lost some life on his fastball, but he seems to be smarter, uh, becoming a smarter pitcher with age, kind of like how Jake Arrieta is starting to be for the Cubs. I mean, Mm they are guys that just don't have the stuff they used to have but they'll still get hitters out. And what they do more importantly than anything is they eat innings and they keep you in the ball game. So you're, you know, I haven't I looked too closely at Wayne Wright's numbers, but I got to expect as a Cardinal fan, you, you expect a quality start, three earned in six innings, turn it over mm-hmm. to the pen, enough to keep the offense. Especially at home. Game, right. Yeah. So exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. It's going to be beautiful all weekend. High eighties. I checked in Chicago. <laughs> so I imagine St. Louis will probably be just as, is gorgeous. I'm sure it'll be insanely hot. I know how the humidity gets down there. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be – it's, it's, it's again, as pivotal as it could be in May. The Cubs could sweep, and it won't be the end of the Cardinals season. And the Cardinals could sweep as well. It won't be good for the Cubs, but it definitely <laughs> isn't the end of the road. Um, yeah. I'm expecting a very close series, though.
1: I agree. Yeah, for, for reference, real quick, 261 innings for Wainwright against Chicago in his career in an area of 4.12. I know we had a really good start against them in 2019, going eight innings with a cold one diving catch to end his day. Um, And he had a really good start last year as well. Um, But yeah, so again, just to wrap up, what's your, I know baseball is so hard to predict, but I'll give mine. What's your serious prediction?
0: I think the Cubs will take two out of three. (laughs) I do. Yeah. I, I really mean that. I think they will lose on Sunday night though. I think they'll take the first two. And then, uh, I think the Cardinals might actually beat up Zach Davies pretty good, but I think, uh, I think you guys are going to be really shocked at how, how electric Edbert Elzelay stuff is on Saturday. Friday is, is a tough one for me to say, but I think Hendricks is going to continue on the right path. And I think two out of three, I think there's gonna be some
1: close games though. Yeah. I think they're all close. I'm gonna, uh- Obviously I'm going to go opposite from you. I say, I do agree with you. The Cardinals lose Friday, but I think the Cardinals are able to get enough. I think they the, obviously leaves early enough. The Cardinals can beat up on the bullpen, even though you say they've been good. I think Cardinals just get it done Friday or Saturday. And I rarely ever bet against Adam Wainwright. And I rarely, rarely ever bet against Adam Wainwright at home. So I'm going Adam Wainwright to get a bounce back start on Sunday. Um, and the Cardinals take two out of three, but no matter what, it's Cardinals, it's Cubs. It'll be fun. I'm excited.
0: Now, Bilt Bar, everyone. These things are absolutely delicious, and they've just added more flavors. Like, I, I'm I'm really a big fan. I'm not even kidding you with you guys. I tried one recently. They've got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. That was the one for me. Double chocolate, salted uh, caramel or caramel, if you're boring. Um, I don't know. I just It looks like caramel. People should pronounce it the right way. And get this too. Here's the best part 17 grams of protein. A great way to start off your morning pre workout, only 130 gr- calories. I know everyone's worried about sugars nowadays, as you should be, really. Let's be honest with ourselves. Only four grams of sugar. That's just amazing. And a few of the flavors have different things, of course. So you might get a, a little bit higher, but get this it goes from four grams to five grams and only five uh, net carbs as well. So you really can't beat that. And uh, here, here's what you want to do you want to go to builtbar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. I'm going to repeat that. You want to go to BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15, 15% off your first order. Here is my question to you. There's a lot on Twitter about how Cardinals fans, they, they get a little bit of a beating on Twitter. The whole best fans in the world thing. And at first I thought maybe this is just something I see on my Twitter feed because you know how Twitter is with its algorithm, I, I follow a lot of Cubs stuff. So maybe I'm just seeing like a biased Cubs take. Then I've got friends from around the country who are fans of other teams and they go, no, they kind of make fun of it. And I found out what it was from. And I would love your take on this. Uh, and I, by the way, I love meatball fan takes. Someone was on Twitter saying they wouldn't trade or Molina for anybody. And then someone followed it with, would you, you would even do Mike Trout for Yadi Molina? And the guy responded with hell no. Yachty's got that kind of leadership. You just can't teach. What has Mike Trout ever done in the playoffs? And it, and it made me laugh. And of course it went viral as a Cardinal fan. When you read that,
1: what was your first reaction? Uh, oh my goodness. So this is my first time hearing of this. To be honest. Oh, you are. You. Okay. Yeah. See, that's a so Twitter honest. algorithm for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's fascinating. <laughs> I would be hard pressed to turn down Molina for Trout, even as a Cardinal fan. Uh, I love Yachty. I love him. Love him. Love him. He's a Cardinal for life, all that stuff, Red Jacket, Hall of Famer. But at the end of the day, it's Mike Trout. You okay, know what I'm good. saying? Like, like yes, I agree. Molina has intangible skills you can't teach. I, all this stuff, he can handle a pitching staff. Even right now, as better as anybody in the game, and I believe that. But it's Mike Trout <laughs> at the same time, you know? And Cardinals Twitter might roast me for that. I might get hated for it, whatever. I'm happy they re-signed him. I'll say it again. It's Mike Trout. That's the best player in baseball. Um, And and, then I don't. Again, not that that trade would ever be realistic in any sense of the word. But even even (laughs) off even off paper that that's a hard one to turn down for me. It really is.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of funny though because I I figured I'm only messing with you, and I knew your answer. You you host a baseball (laughs) podcast. I would hope to God your answer, of course, would be like. Yeah, of course I'm taking Mike Trout. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of a fun thing though, because there's a lot of people on Cubs Twitter who just love to, I, I see it. It's a screenshot all the time. People love sharing that as a way to kind of dig at Cardinals fans. And I know it's a fun thing to keep the rivalry going. And trust me, there are plenty of dumb Cubs fans out there. Cubs fans <laughs> you know, it's true. There's oh, been yeah. moments as Cubs fans where I've, I brought the brim down over the eyes a little bit, you know, I mean, we had the Bartman thing and all that stuff. Oh, goodness. Saying, oh, come on. Yeah. So, yeah, we I, I'm, I asked that question as part because I wanted to remind fans of of all teams, not just our Cubs and uh, your Cardinals, that don't read too much into social media because social media has a way of amplifying negative voices to create traction and engagement, I should say to get the arguments going, and then it has people walking away going, I can't believe these fans think this, when really it's like, no, they don't. It's a handful of loud idiots who think that, Mm -hmm. and Twitter knows enough to amplify them. Like I know people who think Cubs fans hate Chris Bryant. No, the vast, vast majority love Chris Bryant. There is a loud echo chamber of of a minority of Cubs fans on Twitter, though, that would lead you to believe because Twitter was like, oh, someone had a bad take about Chris Bryant and they've got uh, Wrigley field in their profile photo. Let's show the world how stupid this person is. And then every Cubs fans like, could you believe this? Could you believe it? It's like, no, no. We have to remind ourselves. That's not reality. Social media is not reality. It's a fun thing. I I love it for sports takes, but sometimes you got to really take, really taking with a grain, everything with a grain of salt.
1: True that true that I, I just, you know, I say, I say it sometimes. And again, this might be a hot thing or whatever, if I didn't have a podcast, I would seriously consider deleting my Twitter. Because like, like you said, it's not reality. Like I do enjoy it and everything. But like, and again, this is a whole different psychological podcast that we might get into. But at the same time, it's just like, there are a lot more people with opinions, with valid opinions that are just amplified on Twitter, not just Twitter, not to hit like Instagram, whatever it might be, Facebook, even. I know that that's still a thing. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but like, there are so many more opinions. And just it seems like the, the ones who are loudest, whether they're right or wrong. The loudest ones get amplified the most because they're loud, and it, that just is what it is.
0: No, you're dead on, and I've I've thought that too with with social media as a comedian and a sports podcaster. We need it; it's such a great tool, mm-hmm. and there's aspects of it I love. But you're right; there's been times where I'm like, this thing is not giving me joy; it's giving me a headache. <laughs> yeah, it's showing an ugly side of things. I need to. I need a break. I think everyone listening that should be a, a nice reminder that every now and then you got to log off a little bit go for a walk, drink some water, <laughs> hang out with the people you love, and then come back to it because of all the Twitters out there, I think sports and baseball Twitter is one of the better ones mm-hmm. because it's such a useful tool for trade rumors and breaking news and everything like that. But every now and then we got to remind ourselves, don't read the comments. True.
1: Amen to that. True that.
0: Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much. It's great talking to you, uh, touching base with the Cardinals. Uh, you know, a lot of Cubs fans are going to be really living and dying with every pitch this series. I got to remind them, uh, uh, everything could go right. That doesn't mean, you know, this is it's still a series in late May. Mm-hmm. It's an important one. It's as important as a series could get. Again, in late May, it's not going to decide the NL Central just yet. So whatever happens, still a lot of baseball to play. Let's have some fun this week and enjoy some
1: some some good old-fashioned rivalry. Absolutely. There's nothing better than Cardinals and Cubs. And in my opinion, there's nothing better than Cardinals and Cubs at Bush, which is what we're getting this weekend. And for the first time since 2019, Cubs are coming over to St. Louis because they didn't get to last year because of the Cardinal COVID stuff. But uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good baseball. No matter where they are in the standings, Cardinals Cubs are always fun. Had a blast talking with you as well. Happy you're a part of the Lockdown Family now. Let's have a fun weekend, man.
0: Heck yeah. Thank you very much, Lucas. Fun little crossover there with him <laughs> talking about Yadier Molina. I get it. You know, some, some fans can be crazy like that sometimes. And uh, again, as we mentioned, it's it's a big series, but it's not make or break. So I want Cubs fans to just, you know, believe that we're going to do damage this weekend because I really do believe that we've got the momentum. And I think the boys are really going to show up to play. But if it doesn't work that way, it's okay too. Now, one of my favorite moments I might have to come up with a list. There's been so many with the Cubs Cardinals, but this one I think is a fun one because it has nothing to do with the actual game. Look, look out for a bonus podcast soon, in which I'll give you like my top three to five Cubs Cardinals rivalry moments of my lifetime. Of course, I can't go back and tell you, Oh, you know what Honus Wagner said about the Cardinals second baseman sister? Like, I don't, I don't know that information. It didn't happen when I was around. I'm sure it was juicy though. I'm sure it was very juicy. So Why did I say Honest Wagner? I think I meant Rogers Hornsby. Anyway, (laughs) um, here's one of my favorite moments. I took my now wife. She was just my girlfriend at the time. We're high school sweethearts. I took her to a game when we were seniors in high school. And she didn't really grow up in a family that was obsessed with sports like my family was. So, and I'd taken her to a game before. I believe this is like our second game we'd gone to as a couple, senior year of high school. And she liked Wrigley and she was really wanting to embrace being a Cubs fan because she was into this guy. You know, and I went to go to the bathroom real quick. I believe on the last podcast, I told you how quick I was going to the bathroom at Wrigley. So I wasn't gone very long, but when I came back, she was angered by something. And I looked, I'm like, the score's still the same. What? What's going on? Are you all right? What's, what's wrong? And she's like, you see that woman over there? And I go, yeah, and this woman was all decked down cardinal stuff. And I go, yeah, well, yeah. What about her? And she goes, I don't like that expletive. And And anyone who knows my wife knows she's just not that type of person. She is a nurse. She is an absolute sweetheart. she She doesn't really even swear. I do enough of that for both of us. Check out my comedy on YouTube. And, and I was like, "Whoa, what happened she's Like she's like, I don't like the way she was talking about our players, and she said some mean stuff about Carrywood, and Carrie Wood was our favorite. and um, she was and to the point where it, she my wife started heckling this woman back, well' it was girlfriend at the time. and, and I, I mean, in that moment, I was like, "Oh. I cannot put a ring on this woman's finger fast enough. That's when I knew it was love. That's how you know Cubs fans. Find a woman who hates the Cardinals as much as you do, and you'll forever be happy. And I've been happy all week with you guys. Thank you for checking out my very first week as your new host of the Lockdown Cubs Podcast. We are going to continue to do bigger and bigger things with this and grow this podcast like the Cubs are going to grow uh, the rest of the way. I don't know. I try to be cool with that one. I try to be poetic with you. It was that was a swing and a miss for me. But hopefully, you won't swing a miss with the car insurance. Now I'm just messing around. That felt like a good time to do that. Have you ever listen to baseball on the radio? Of course you do. They always sneak it in there, Sneaking those little lads. You guys are the best. Thanks for checking out the Lockdown Cubs podcast and uh, continue continue to uh, watch baseball and have fun and be safe with everyone out there. Cheers. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.